chaos is everywhere. How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's it's going. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I just had a snack, so I'm feeling pretty good. Ooh, what's your snack? Um, Frito chips with taco Velveeta dip. So real good. Oh, okay. I gotcha. But for everybody not having snacks, you might want to get some because we're gonna watch some TV. Woo! All right, we're on to season two, episode sixteen of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Just ten more episodes to go. That's a little bit more than what two months ish, I think. Yeah, that's all. Just yeah, on. for this season. Um, this one's called Shadow Play. So uh, I'm all at zero. Are you good to go? Nope. All right, let me know when you're ready. And I'm ready. All right, we're gonna hit play in three, two, one, play. Wait. There we go. Yeah, we're trying to move it along just because uh, tonight we're going to be watching Dynamite, which we're going to talk about on Wednesday. But it is going to be out right when we usually record. And as much as I love Dynamite, I don't really want to watch it from 1 to 3 this morning. So Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, so everybody that's missed Odo the last couple of weeks because he hasn't really done much, today it's a good Odo episode. An, o- an ode episode, if you will. An ode to Odo, perhaps. An Odo. <laughs> an Odo. Oh, before I forget it, because I'm going to forget it. Uh, this episode originally aired on February 20th, 1994. Woo! So, I, I have some facts, like I always do, but there wasn't as much like deep dive stuff about this episode as far as like interesting things as far as I was concerned. Um, so I'll get into whatever I can remember as we go, but not as much stuff as normal. Usually I'm looking for like the weird stories, like they built this, you know, set on a volcano for some reason. But not this time. How preposterous, Dax. Like woman would be interested in like stranger. Oh. Yeah, you do. Notice he didn't say I consider you a friend. No. That's also a fair point. Yeah. After 900 years or however long she's been alive, it probably would be kind of boring with, oh, what's your favorite color? Diarrhea green. Oh, never mind. I guess the, I guess the non-normal, the normal questions are still, still interesting. Okay. They can still surprise you every once in a while. That's nice. Oh, oh. I honestly don't know for sure. It doesn't really matter to the episode, 
I'm not a hundred percent sure if this if, if this um takes place in the gamma quadrant or not or the alpha quadrant. Sometimes it doesn't make a difference that much. It might be the gamma quadrant though, because of the reasoning behind the whole episode. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it later. Yeah. <laughs> Right now, there's a sneaking afoot. Right. Because, I mean, if you detect something weird on a planet, you have every right to just go down there and start looking around. Yep. But, okay. So, in Star Trek, they do have the prime directive where they're not supposed to interfere with species that don't have warp capability. Basically, you can't even introduce yourself if a species hasn't figured out fast in the light travel. But in this episode, like, because they um, detected some weird technology that means that they are advanced enough, they can go down there, but they don't bother to tell anybody they're coming. And that's how you get a gun pulled on you. <laughs> they're allowed to do whatever they want. They're Stark, man. There we go. You know, as much as I love that theme song, it just occurred to me that if we ever did get, like, super-duper popular, it probably would get us in trouble with Disney. How so? I don't believe either. So, first of all, they're two different songs. And yeah. second of all, I think either, since they are two separate things, I don't think either one is actually five full seconds. You know, good point. Good, You were doing five full seconds. That's and if I have to, I can just speed it up. <laughs> good to know. Yeah, if we ever get a cease and desist letter, first of all, if we do get one, we'll know we made it. Second of all, <laughs> we'll just speed it up. Good to know. Will we just make it like a ten minute long video, uh, ten minute long uh, cast of us just saying "suck it" over and over again? <laughs> or we can read the cease and desist letter like DX did. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's pro- that's like one of the best bits um, ever done in wrestling, and it'll never happen again. So, uh, I was going more based. Never mind. God, well, can... the fact that you just said that. Oh. But... Wait, what? You're talking what? About DX. I was talking about being the elite. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because they got a cease and desist letter. They did, really. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For I like got... the and everything. See, I watch Dark. I don't watch being the elite. I know I should. I just I've already well, this, was, this was a while ago. <laughs> I will have to look it up so I can properly commiserate with you. Yeah, this was back when they were in, like, New Japan. Oh, okay. That's why, like, just really quick, that's why when, like, when you're watching New Japan and you see, like, the, um, you see the Bullet Club members, how they have, like, the two suite up in the air, but then they come down with it. Right. Yeah. That, a big part, like, basically the main reason why that happened is because they got a cease, uh, is, like, a part of it is because of, like, the cease and desist letter they got for doing, like, the regular two suite. Oh, that's, yeah, which is weird because the when WWE started doing it on camera, 
Well, when NWO started doing it on camera, they stole it from a baseball player, <laughs> basically. Yeah, well, now WWE technically, quote-unquote, owns it, so. Yeah, that's true. And it was kind of, a part of it was also kind of their thing, trying to trying to quell the popularity that was rising. Yeah, that makes sense. Vince likes to do that kind of shit. Yeah. So if anybody's wondering, by the way, getting back to Star Trek for a minute, where Quark stands with Kira, she basically just laid out how much she hates him. Yep. (laughs) You're 15. Take some responsibility. My God, Jake, this is the 10th alien you've impregnated. Jesus. Listen, I can't Starfleet is starting to ask me about those torpedoes I keep shooting into the son of Bajor. <laughs> he's okay, but I mean, come on, he's married to a human. He's okay for, you know, an Irishman. It'd be really funny if, like, that's, like, the one piece of prejudice that's still around from Earth. Like, they've gotten rid of racism and everything else, but, like, the Irish are still, like, fuck the Irish. <laughs> yeah, all we did was invade your village in the middle of the night without giving anybody a heads up. It's completely and utterly normal. By the way, this is the Superman defense right here. (laughs) Their literal legal defense is, we could leave anytime we want, that makes us not guilty. Can't do that. I mean, after six months, your only suspects are two people that just randomly show up. And it's the first time you've seen them. Yeah, that's pretty sad. (laughs) That's actually, yeah, it's actually kind of pathetic. Wait, that that's a weird thing that I've never noticed before. He just Odo just asked the guy if he looks for like transporter activity, and he just said that's the first thing he tried. But when Odo transported himself to the ship, he acted like what the fuck just happened? Yeah. I mean there's weird parts about this episode that I don't want to give away, but that's weird even with knowing what the episode's about. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. 
I don't trust this old guy. Which one? Uh, the all... new... <laughs> what I'm the new old guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Odo, here's a security officer. And now that I've talked to him for five minutes, I trust him completely. Yep, basically. I understand your daughter is the latest victim. Are you sure she didn't vanish underneath my giant penis? You know, it's just like uh, Taz always said, just another victim. Yep. <laughs> let's just let's just say I have them boxed up in my. I mean, um. Listen, as long as nobody checks my basement, we're all gonna be cool here. This is another one of those episodes, and I didn't write down the name of the episode, but the um the village here is actually a reused set from Next Generation. They did that a lot, actually. It's the middle of the night. Why is she across the square? I mean, to be fair, it doesn't look like a very big square. That's a good point. It's, it's relatively a tiny square. I mean, you could have just pointed her out, and I could have just walked over there. Well, he just wants to ask you a few questions. Yeah, first question. Why is there, like, a fucking dragon claw in your hair? The fuck? <laughs> Second question, did you kill your mother? <laughs> Answer me! Answer me! Mostly about the dragon claw. I'm way more curious about that. Also, why does it seem like you don't know about transport technology at the same time you do? Seriously. <laughs> I'm going to let that go because it's going to bug me, but I'm going to assume my, the audience gets that, and I'm going to move on. I'm going to make that choice. But I want everyone that listens to this to know that will never leave me, and it will bug me until the day I die. <laughs> It'll wait. <laughs> Your questions will wait till morning. You have to wait until I tell her exactly what to say for the questions I think you're going to ask. Yeah, pretty much. Also, why do we even start this process if you were just going to tell me you have to wait till morning? Yeah, seriously. You lit he literally asked one question. And I was like, ah, oh, that's another you're going to get out of her. I know everybody's really nice in Star Trek universe, but let's just break this down in real life. Like, your boss comes and makes you have to basically babysit his 15-year-old son on the job. God, that pissed me off. Right? Also, it would have been hilarious if, like, they're just, like, walking. Uh, O'Brien just, like, puts his arm around, around Jake, starting to tell him what to do. And Jake just goes, don't touch me with your Irish arm. <laughs> Get your dirty Irish paws off me. Why don't you go have another drink, Mr. Irishman? <laughs> I mean, listen, I either have to ask you or Garrick 
I think Garrett would just use this as an opportunity to kill somebody. He's a fucking doctor. Why are you? What? I'm sure he has other shit to do. No, but he literally just said, Garrick's been teaching about surveillance techniques. I told you, there were two people she could ask. She went to the doctor because he's more trustworthy. But, like, he's a fucking doctor. I'm sure he has other, more important stuff to do besides just watching him, watching just because you don't fucking, like, trust anyone. Well, Odo's not there. It's not like he has an entire security staff that she could have asked one of them to do it. That's but, fair. I forgot. He, he's literally the only security person on the entire station. Clearly. Uh, clearly the only one there. Absolutely clearly. Actually, that I don't know if there was a really reason given why Odo was on that mission with Dax. Because he doesn't usually do stuff like that because that wouldn't be his job. I don't know. They probably said it in the beginning and I just missed it. Maybe. Like, we're coming back from the security slash science conference and blah, blah, blah. We just got a weird reading. That's usually how it works in Star Trek. Also, Kira can't be bothered to look at Quark because Kira has to go get banged. So. Pretty much, yep. You think the kids are gambling on the top? Yes. <laughs> Kids say the darndest things. Yeah, at her age, I would never have asked that question. I would have thought it, but I don't think I would have ever asked it. Yeah, same here. I mean, kids are asses, though, let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. Honestly, any child from age, like, 5 to 13 should just be, like, locked in a room. No, that makes them much worse later on. What? As someone that has studied a lot of serial killers, you don't want to do that. That makes them much worse later on. Much, much worse. Them. Fine. They should just have parental guidance 24, not 24-7. Basically, any kid from age, like, 5 to 13 should have, like, a collar around their neck. And wherever they say anything insulting to an adult, they should just instantly get shocked. Not hard, but enough to let them know they just messed up. Isn't that like part of the plot of uh, the South Park movie? I don't know. Or the adults should just be allowed to punch him in the face once. Like, just one the, time. I'm pretty sure it is, because like, the collar malfunctions and Cartman uses swearing to defeat Saddam Hussein. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not talking about, like, cursing. I just mean, like, saying something to an adult that's rude. Gotcha. Because otherwise, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Show a little respect around here, you know? Throw some respect on it.
<laughs> Sorry. She was in the workroom and she was making pottery and she was saying saying that she could see the ghost of my dad. <laughs> it was weird. She was moving really funny, like it, it was just really odd. I'd never seen this before. When when she stood up, her stool was just soaking wet. I have no idea why. Then she yelled to me, go away, it's prime time. <laughs> We never leave the valley. That's not suspicious. Nobody ever leaves the valley. <laughs> Everything we need is right here. It's going with that little girl, like has Dax, um, like you know, in handcuffs, yelling, "Oh, Landon, we have your woman, Landon." Children of the Corn reference, everybody. <laughs> Why do you think your mother's never coming back? Because my grandfather told me. You know, her father, the someone who should hold out hope that she'll be back soon. Nah, he just told this like eight-year-old grandchild that her mother that her mother's never coming home. I mean, he has, get good over it. he has good reason to believe that. He has her body in the basement. Oh, that's fair. I forgot about that. It is amazing to me, like, because Star Trek did get a lot right, but the idea that you would have physical, basically more advanced floppy disks for information storage in 200, 300 years, it's hilarious now. No, I want to go down alien chicks. Jeez. I mean, if you do, that's kind of the best place for it. Is oh, that's fair. <laughs> Damn Potato farmer. <laughs> I mean, close. A musician. Potato <laughs> farmer. But what kind of Irishman could ever play the cello? Come on now. Seriously. All oh, they can play are those weird little, like, the fifes. Dude, I'm not going to lie, just to like th show you like where my head's at. When I read that sentence of like my dad sent it to the such and such like orchestra, whatever the fuck, I read it as Alderaan and I was like, what? No. What? That makes no <laughs> what? <laughs> I saw a video today of somebody, um, they got a comment from somebody who's like, why did Ray at the end of the movie bury Leia's lightsaber Tatooine? She never was on Tatooine. Why did she bury where she grew up? And, who's got, and the guy's like responding to him, he's like, yeah, why didn't he bury where she grew? Oh my god. <laughs> because of course Alderaan got destroyed. That's why can't bury it in our home planet. It got blown up. I mean, I guess you could go to the asteroid field that's now there and bury it on one of those. I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Oh, they just got done banging. I mean, that is a church. That's what they're used for. That's fair. No, of my penis last night. Except the contents.
Chicken punch you. Like how much you enjoyed me last night. That's the spring ball championships. Spring ball is a cool game. They put a spring on a ball, and then that's about all I got from the name, so we'll have to guess the rest of it. I'm guessing it's something like racquetball. I don't think we actually ever see it. Maybe we do. I don't know. Be hilarious. I don't think we'll ever see it. And then, like, the very next season is them playing it. That'd be hilarious. That would be, if actually, because I'm thinking of a much later episode where we might see it. So if it happens in this one, it's going to be hilarious. Oh, you're thinking you're thinking of Winter Ball. That's right, Winter Ball. Uh, True, true story. Explain something to me. This colony is undergoing a serious crisis. Your daughter among the missing. Yet you hardly seem concerned. I'm guessing that was supposed to sound German. <laughs> it, it kind of went like a weird, almost robot voice. Yeah. <laughs> Let me give it another shot. I can do better. There we go. One, one second. Let me... I, I can do better. <laughs> uh, I can see it in your eye. Perhaps you'd like to sit here for a moment and rest. Now you're just doing Galaxy Quest. Yeah, that's what I was going for. I just really <laughs> sucked it up the first time. Oh, uh, we should watch Galaxy Quest at some point. Dude, I fucking love that movie. I've thought about it a few times, but I um I can't find a good place for it. So, I'll keep yeah. my eyes out. Eventually, we'll have to find a way to watch Because right now, it's on YouTube, but it's going to have ads. Right. So. Did you check HBO yet? Um, Not recently. Like, when I first, last time I thought about doing it, I did. And it wasn't on there at that time. Okay. Yeah. I'll keep my eyes out on it. Coleus. So peculiar. Yes, absolutely. I have them all in my basement. I told you that several times. I don't know why you haven't arrested me. I've admitted to being a serial killer multiple <laughs> times.
<laughs> That's true. Changeling was kind of stupid there. Here's a here's a serious question that yeah, I really wanna know. If Odo became a piece of bread, would he taste like a piece of bread? I doubt it. And then and also he's a liquid in his natural state, so even if you ate him, would he just still be alive inside of you and then could just like change shape and basically kill you? I don't know. I kinda wanna see that movie though. Huh. <laughs> Those bushes must be magical. Don't touch the bushes. Oh, my God. Oh, thank God. Bet you didn't see that coming. Disappearing bushes. My cloak? You can have whatever you want, Sweet Cheeks. You can have whatever you like. Yeah. Wow. Wow, that song just came to you right away, did it? It did. <laughs> Does it upset you a little bit that, that happened? Yeah. Then let's never speak of it again, shall we? I hate you. <laughs> Just because I hope I don't forget this, when we do AEW Corner um, on Wednesday, when you guys are listening, try to remind me of how Taz um, kind of uh, took a shot that would be on commentary. Like it was a funny shot. I just want to remember it. Hopefully, okay. I won't forget it tomorrow. I oh, mean, Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, you mean to Wednesday. Right. Oh, by the way, everybody, um, his cloak disappeared when Dax hit a few buttons on their weird power thingy. Yeah, the whole village is a hologram. That's that was the that's the big twist reveal, including the people. Huh. Yeah. Actually, this episode originally had a very different storyline. It was supposed to be Chief O'Brien with Dax, and they were supposed to have... It's kind of like... Well, you don't watch Rick and Morty, but it's kind of like a Rick and Morty episode. But basically, um, they end up in an alien prison that's like a virtual reality prison, and then they escape, and then they when they get back to the station, they weren't sure if anything was real. And they definitely reuse parts of that in different episodes coming up. But um, this is what we ended up with is a village made out of holograms. Hmm. 
yeah, I want to stick some things on the other side of the field. <laughs> so good. They don't play spring ball. They just show them in what's supposed to be a spring ball outfit. Oh, that's so depressing. Which concentration camp did you grow up in? Oh, oh, here it comes. Here it <laughs> comes. Here it comes. Am I right? <laughs> I was going to say emphasis on the last word, but go ahead. Yeah, they didn't do a real, like, they were trying to, but they didn't do a real good job hiding the fact that obviously they were going to, um, you know, get it. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, sorry, we're not there yet. That was a preemptive bump, bump, bump. Also, it's weird to have this detail of a conversation while you're making right? it out. <laughs> what, like, what is... What? Well, it, it furthers along the plot, but it's a weird choice to make. Like, yeah, you guys are just going to have this conversation while you're making out with each other. What? Like, people often do. Well, <laughs> so when he looked down like that, I, in my head, I was like, he's probably in his mind thinking, like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> uh, maybe I should go with her to give him the holodex. Apparently, that's the only action I'm going to do. Yeah, apparently this is a very rare episode, at least, because I, I don't think about it too often. It's a rare episode in Star Trek, but it's an A, B, and C story. Because you got the A story here, the B story here, and then the C story is Jake. And if this doesn't work, you'll just be blinked out of existence. Um, yeah. Um, yeah I, Carl, I, over I, here. Um, I don't want to not exist even for a few seconds. 
Isn't there a way to fix this while we're still on? Also, what the fuck did you just say about us being holograms? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I feel like I'm like looking at it like, oh, they're taking this reasonably well. Yeah, pretty much. Considering. <laughs> and they just walk away. Dude, oh my god, how? Oh, never mind, because he's still there. <laughs> yep. You knew there was more to it than that. Yeah. I, I kind of figured as much. So yeah, the grandfather's still there. So you're right to think he did know what happened to the people that were missing. Okay, yeah, right there. This is the um, they're in the Gamma Quadrant because uh, the whole reason he built the village is uh, because of the Dominion. Yeah, they, they took over his planet, so he created a simulation to you know replace his life, basically. Which honestly, not a bad idea, really. How do what? How do they? That's incredible. Like that is an incredible piece of technology. Yeah. I mean, technically, like, yeah, you could do that all the time in Star Trek, but they go through great lengths to show how that can become a real issue. Like, there's another character, Next Generation, who has to battle um, holographic addiction. Like, he basically stops knowing what's real and what's false. Like, how are holograms having children essentially creating new, like, mm -hmm. data, I guess? Yeah. No, it's uh, actually it's something we can kind of do now. I just saw this the other day. There's this random website where every time you refresh the screen, it takes different um, facial features and creates a perfect picture of somebody that doesn't, it's never existed. But it looks like just like a picture, but it's no one has ever, been, that person's never existed. It's just randomly generated by a computer. So if you have holodeck technology, you can definitely see how you could generate random children if you have the right program. This is intriguing. Yeah. Not like this conversation, but like the idea of it and like the whole idea of it. Yeah, no, like, yeah, not the, like the whole, um, it's a nice story really, but, but the whole philosophical ramifications of this kind of technology is really, you know, fascinating when you think about it. I have a feeling as we keep going through Star Trek stuff, we're going to come back to this a few more times as far as like holograms and what's real, what's not. Hmm. But let's get back to Jake and see what he decides about Starfleet. About that, Dad. I really just want to open up an alien strip club. 
it's actually something much less profitable than that. I don't want to join Starfleet. I want to join the Klingons. <laughs> I mean, I heard they have this thing called Death by Snoo Snoo. It sounds amazing. <laughs> you are really 15, aren't you? Yes, yes I am. Right, I get it, Dad. Find someone, an alien I love, and do her the best I can. I gotcha. Oh, that's wonderful advice that I tried to live my life on as far as finding something you love and doing it. It doesn't work in, a, in today's world, really. Yep, exactly. It really doesn't. Excuse me, $80,000 in debt and the podcast where I get to do what I like every, you know, so often. Yep. Maybe one day. It's really an ingenious plan by Quark. <laughs> Damn that, Kono. She wanted to punch him so bad. So yeah, the storyline with Kira wraps up basically Quark engineer getting Barile on the station to distract her so he could do a little shit all out of his way. That was just me summing up for anybody that doesn't watch along with us. Which is your right to do as an American or whatever country you're in because no country really uh, you know, polices podcasting that way. I hope they like leave a note with Starfleet or somebody. Hey, check on this planet every so often to make sure the holographic people are still alive. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> hey, um, hey, hey, George. Uh, we're all holograms, apparently. What? <laughs> I wonder how real the, because like he's talked about that there have been people that have died, at, you know, but like how real is the simulation? Do they like decay? Will they not be like 
face when the actual real person dies in a few oh, years? Yeah. You know what? They don't have to worry about that. Why? Because this show is not going to ever come back here. That's true. That's a very fair point. <laughs> so they don't care. This planet will never be mentioned again. Exactly. Damn it, Odo, don't you make me cry. I mean, he does. That's uh, a long story. We'll get there. He doesn't actually ever meet his quote-unquote parents. That shot costs like $5,000. Yep. <laughs> I think Dax just looked at him like, I'd hook up with Odo. What's <laughs> up, <laughs> dude? <laughs> I was right there with you. I saw that and I was like, I bet she's thinking, I know a place I can, I can put that top. <laughs> oh, so yeah, there we go. That's the end of the episode. Um, so what did you think of that episode? Uh, I it was interesting. Um, I I really the whole idea that that whole the whole idea of that village it, it was very intriguing to me, and just like the idea of a the idea of like a an AI. I guess because that's basically what they're taught. What that is, it's like an artificial intelligence, right? That's or not even a artificial. It's like I don't even, like I don't even understand how that like it's like multiple artificial intelligences in one like I don't like in one storage simulation thing. Is right. that and they just like it, it has the ability to like combine data to create new data basically yeah. creating children and stuff. And all that is just mind-blowing to me. Yeah. It is definitely more, like, because the Star Trek holograms, they do a lot with it throughout the different shows. But yeah, they definitely don't have that ability as far as, like, you could just turn on the program and it'll just go randomly on its own generating new people as the villagers live out their lives. You know, completely yeah. independent from the person that originally set it up. So, yeah, it's very weird and heady to think about. So, um, actually, that I think at this point it's a good, just because I'm thinking about it, because a lot of the other hologram stuff is actually, you find that out during Voyager. So I've had this thought about the, um, about what we can do once we get to the end of this season. I want to run this past you. What would you think after this season? Because the next season of Star Trek is when Star Trek Voyager starts running at the same time. Uh, instead of just doing Deep Space Nine, we switch back and forth between Voyager and DS9. I'm cool with that. That way it'll keep DS9 fresh for us, but we also get new stuff from Voyager. And, you know, just it'll take us a lot longer to get through DS9, but, you know, whatever. We're just doing this till the end of the world as far as I'm concerned anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that idea. 
So yeah, that'll be coming, like I said, in about two months when we get to the end of the season. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I guess this Wednesday we're watching uh, Wild Wild West with uh, Will Smith, and that's going to be fun. I haven't seen that in years, so can't wait to see that movie again. Um, yeah, and I think that's about it for right now. Thanks to Eric Bowman for the theme song. Follow the show at Chaos Pod Show on Twitter. Follow me at Last Gilchrist One. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed. Next week, we're going to be watching episode 17, uh, which is called Playing God. This, I, this has to be more than this episode, but basically, a member of Dax's species shows up that wants to be joined with a symbiote, but they have to go through like a kind of an internship. And so, this kid's very nervous to be interned by Dax, and we get into why as the episode goes on. But I think there's more to it than that because the episode title doesn't make sense. Like playing God seems very heavy-handed for just a you know kid being nervous. Anyway, yeah. we'll get into it next week, I guess. Um, yeah, anything else you want to add before we go, buddy? Uh, you know, just a uh, ricky ticky ticky two. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope everybody enjoys dynamite, and we'll talk about that on Wednesday. Deuces.